What is up with the ASMR? Is it a sex thing or what is it? Could be a sex thing. Yeah, they and they watch that stuff of people. I'm chewing. surprised you guys haven't interfaced with it for the list. I don't think it's been submitted to the list. I mean, yet. the list only has 200 things on it. Like cornbread's not on the list yet, you know. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> ASMR. Uh, what is it? I don't know what a- it stands for. ASMR. A-S-M-R. Audio is the first one. Yeah. Sex sound. Oh no. Uh, mouth. It's autonomous. Oh, sensory audio? meridian response that seems made up i know so you know what? Little i don't want to kink shame or anything so it's like whatever people like fine you know they can make the recordings of oh, yeah. is it a kink it. or is it for some people it's relaxing too right yeah, for some people jo to it, it. <laughs> i don't really understand it that's what i meant when i said relaxing <laughs> is it the sound of like someone chewing up walnuts is it any sounds they like or is it just they like sound i don't know i like sounds sure like the sound of a high heel crushing your nuts yeah, but then again, it's yeah. like if the high heel crushing my nuts didn't make a sound, would I not enjoy it? Just the thought of a high heel crushing your nuts. How is it delivered? Is it delivered via, like, do you get an MP3 of the person doing the whispering? Like, okay, so like on YouTube, there so. are videos of people oh. whispering, but right. you see them whispering. Is that part of the appeal? I think just because everything is delivered via YouTube by now. Yeah, except if, this podcast. Except this so podcast. Far. But like, if you want to hear a song, yeah. I did some research before this show and i was like oh i better like listen to this music i found it on youtube i know you're a musician dave i don't want to rub you the wrong way but i went to my first impulse was i'm gonna go to youtube i'm gonna find that song you know why would that rub me you're describing something that has come and gone 10 years ago this has been a long time that youtube has been the prime space man i'm trying to be i'm on my best behavior i'm trying to be on good behavior i do want to to say that TikTok is a thing now. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Breaking news. I'm going to get my share update out of the way. Okay. Cher just launched her TikTok. So oh. guess who has a TikTok now? I oh, do. you do. You joined TikTok just on the strength of Cher's arrival? Yes. You didn't have so, it prior. I talked to him a month ago. I was like, Jason, do you have TikTok? He's like, no, no, I'm saving myself, man. Yeah. And <laughs> Okay, so you've joined up. Are you sort of viewing it as... Just to get that kind of content, are you going to add content of your own to TikTok? Just share to start. Okay. Dave's doing market research right now. She currently only has one clip or I don't know. What do you call those? A talk? A talk. A yeah. uh, she has one talk up. So I'm waiting for the alert that she has another one and I'm going to go back on there. So I will say comes. that I did just recently learn how to floss. That's fun. Can a 40-year-old do it? You know, maybe there's a market for it. Can you do calling. a floss dance to a share song on TikTok? Absolutely. I think COVID was caused by Phil doing the floss at a white wine festival in uh, yeah. Mendocino <laughs> County. We went to a white wine event in the little town my mom lives in. And uh, I had something to drink and I realized I could floss. I, my son was telling me I couldn't do it. And so I was away from him for a little while and I just, I was started doing it. And I, and, and there was one man who was so blown away by it. He was older. A kid we were like care, amongst you know? the youngest people there. He was like, whoa, I can't believe somebody <laughs> can do that. I never felt better. But then like COVID happened like a week yeah. afterwards. Quick question. Was that kid from the grocery store that told you nice Crocs? Was he at that wine festival? And as no, you were no, flossing, no, he was like, nice no. floss. He told me I fuck with Crocs because I had Crocs <laughs> and I, and we like, you know, it gave me legit. I go to that grocery store now hoping to see that kid again. Dave. Yeah. Do the boys have Crocs? Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, they're a must for children. Dave, do you have Crocs? No, I don't. I have flip-flops. Okay. So this is going to close up this episode of Croc Talk. Let's start the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So, Phil, we've known each other for quite a long time. Uh, once, during the early years of the 21st century, me and you, we invented the medium of podcasts. If I recall correctly, it resulted from a conversation we had. Yes, a very serious conversation. Anyway, we eventually grew bored of the idea because we could tell podcasts weren't really going anywhere. That was, of course, until nearly a year ago when we discovered the ranked list of everything. The list was imprinted onto our brains 50 episodes ago. Counting this episode. And some kind of trauma has befallen our brains 49 times. Not counting this episode. Making us forget the contents of the list. So now we can only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of uh, friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 169 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Tulsa Time and Sriracha are in the middle of the list. So uh, if you want to go look at the complete list, go to everydamthing.net. And today, Phil and I are joined by two friends, Jason Marmer, who's our recurring third heat, and Dave Haas, singer-songwriter and close buddy. Hi! Oh. So we've done this 50 times, you and me, Jake? This is the 50th. I never thought I would talk to you 50 times. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I just want to thank you for having me on the 50th oh, episode. Oh, yeah. I know it's a big deal. I know that I had some controversial suggestions. Yeah. And to be included in the 50th episode is a real honor. Guys. Some of the stuff that was discussed in, uh, the last time you heard, Dave, is, has led to the special event that's going to happen in this 50th episode. But before we get to that, Dave, uh, anything new or interesting since last time we talked to you? I know you were like, about to record an album last time you were on the podcast yeah i recorded an album and um it, we made it and mastered it and all that other stuff and it's turned in and it comes out soon but all that stuff's not announced oh we can't say that then we gotta edit this out no you can say it i just said what we can say okay. anything beyond oh, that okay, right. would uh potentially take food out of my children's <laughs> mouth <laughs> no no <laughs> we're just trying to keep a lid on uh on the surprise what has been announced is these german shows yeah we're going over to germany and vienna in austria to do some uh shows in people's gardens so at their homes they're private so you have to like email someone and they'll tell you where it is and what it costs and tim and i are, are both going my brother and i are going to go over and do those we're doing a week of them i think it's 12 shows in seven days or something because we'll do like a six o'clock and an eight o'clock kind of thing you could see some nice gardens i imagine because if you're going to be yeah. playing there they want to have the garden looking nice and... yeah i think that they did a little bit of garden vetting oh wow the people who are organizing it run the fan club yeah and we did one in London some years ago, uh, one in Hamburg and one in Vienna. Yeah. So this sort of was an outgrowth of that. And ideally, we'd go over there once a year or whatever, you know, whatever with whatever regularity they'd like to. And we would do this and go to all kinds of cities. And it's just super cool because we don't really get to see much of actual Europe, as you yeah. know. You see a lot of the inside of venues and the inside of the bus. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we got coming up in August. Last time you were on, we got quite a bump of listeners from Germany. So, Oh, cool. So it might be people who are going to go to the gardens. You might see some of these people. Have you gotten any emails that this list is a scheisse <laughs> and you must change this? This well, one is wrong. We have no. a German friend who had some suggestions, but, you know, uh, they're, they're not so, uh, you know, because he typed into us. And, I, and he doesn't really have much of an accent anymore. But, you know, he, he wanted us to rank Blade, you know, the Vampire Slayer. Why is this Blade not number one? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah, kind of. He, he loves Blade. <laughs> it's hard to find any Germans ever 
without an opinion and oh, a strong course. one. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, we really have to know all the songs when we get over there and play. <laughs> Was there a request for David Hasselhoff to be ranked? No, I kind of feel yet. like no, he like knew that might be a bridge too far. You know, like uh. he's getting us ready. You know, because he's told yeah, he, me he, privately, like, up. of course I like that guy. Everybody does. That's like it would have to be a separate ranking for that jacket as well that he wore for the Berlin Wall. Oh, that's a nice totally. Jacket. You'd have to rank Spargle is a big thing. Yeah, it's a asparagus. They treasure their oh. spargle every season, yeah. so that'll have to go on the list. If if this German uh, listenership continues, you're going to have to really My lean thing into with it. Asparagus is like people say, like, oh, it makes your peace think. Like, it's not like urine smells good without asparagus. So yeah, but it, it definitely ups yeah. the pungency. All right, so, I think that was a kink shame. Oh again, yeah. Oh, sorry. I got to so, tell you, I have a little post-it note, and it says, "Don't be kink shaming." Unconscious bias that you're right, doing right, right there, I'm, you know. Every time he kink shame, he has to put an unused condom in the kink shame jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or used condom, I mean. Rather. There but should anyways. be a little bell, Jason, that you can sound whenever he's up to kink. The kink shaming bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can have kink shaming corner. I don't want to do like slut shaming, kink shaming. I'm trying to be sex positive. We'll get to why later. A couple things came up in that little German chat we had uh, regarding Stefan, our friend, who's from Germany. Yeah. Dave, mm-hmm. you said asparagus. When he was a young boy, his cousin was like a frogman in the military, and uh, he called him Asparagus Tarzan. That was his nickname for him, Asparagus Tarzan. And so <laughs> Stefan, as a result, like was always taking vitamin supplements and working out and trying to get big and swole. Yeah. It, it like changes Dude, life. What is? I don't. I don't understand the reference <laughs> I don't either, man. of Asparagus Tarzan, but I love it. I don't think we... this is bringing me back to how Jake and I first became friends. You called him Asparagus Tarzan. Sick... <laughs> well, no, I'm sick of it all touring. Yeah. That's these are the kinds of names. <laughs> they would have for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Ah, kid, that's asparagus Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> and it would just, you'd have to just stay on the ride long enough to understand why that it, was the it, nickname. It, and oftentimes you'd never yeah, find out. Yeah. I, you got to get to the bottom of why he was asparagus Tarzan. Yeah. I also, Stefan wrote me, he wanted to clarify something because he had submitted Blade for us to rank. I mean, what he had initially written about it to us was something about cuddling vampires. Uh, and we had mentioned it on the podcast when we ranked Blade. It was a few episodes ago. And he wrote me today that he just realized that he was trying to use the word coddling, not cuddling. Oh, um, and we were so, shaming him for being an immigrant and not understanding English. Oh, that's, I, well, uh, well, don't enough. be, don't be and shaming. So, so that's one of my yeah. other rules. So sorry about that, Stefan. Yeah. I see. You don't want to coddle vampires. You think they should be slain. Phil, do you want to, um, yeah. uh, we, we should explain to the listener this thing that's going to happen at the end of this episode. Oh yeah. So what happened is we learned that an item was misranked. Yeah. And it's sex, the act, the idea, the activity, just like we suspected it might be. Currently sex is ranked at a uh, number. 15 on the list once we learned that that was the item that had been misranked we knew we need to re-rank it but first before we re-rank it we need to like unrank it or disenrankle it or whatever remove it from the list but that's not the only misranked item in my opinion now call me a conspiracy theorist call me what you will but i'm gonna go with this as it's the most poorly ranked of all of the items but there are other problems with this list that i have hey listen our ears are always open but as you'll see it takes quite a bit out of us to re-rank items i mean just to find the item that was re-ranked it took quite a bit out of us and so once we've sorted this out and let things rest we can look into whether or not there might be any other items that need our attention i see eight (laughs) okay eight items that need help we can address this in the future i think we need to focus on this one anyway so phil and i to unrank it from the list we've already tried going back in time to right before we ranked it and killing ourselves but we hadn't really thought one that out. It caused some problems in the timeline. Plus, I found out that Phil's like really much surprisingly harder to kill than you would think. So we think we worked out how to unlock it from the list. I don't like to say it, but the only option is we have to travel to El Reino de los Cyber Sombras. If you don't understand Spanish, that's yeah. the Cyber Shadow Realm. Uh, and when we get there, uh, we have to appeal to the Prince of and Keeper of the Secrets of Unfortunately, Prince of 
keeper of the secrets is probably going to require some sort of sacrifice for us to do this. Hopefully we all make it out intact. So I just pasted the incantation code into the Zoom chat. Um, if you guys want to open that up, and you should soon see a hand reaching out of the screen. I, I see it. It's ghastly. Okay, so uh, on the count of three, everybody grab the hand. It, it might be cold to the touch, and it should pull us all into the cyber shadow realm. One, two, Does this hand consent? Three. Okay, we're back. Is everyone accounted for? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, yes. Present? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Jason and Dave, we're sorry um, for what you had to sacrifice, but you know, no one goes into the cyber shadow realm the way they come out. Yeah, though the price we paid was high and we saw some horrors, it was necessary. And it, it seems to me we paid a bitter price. A bitter price. <laughs> but on the bright side, we unranked six. We have one less item on the list. So now it's 168 items. Dolly Parton's still on the top. Transphobia's still on the bottom. Tulsa Time and Sriracha are still in the middle. When you say Tulsa Time, you mean the song Tulsa Time, not the time zone that Tulsa, Oklahoma's in, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, good. Now, we've unranked sex. At the last segment of the podcast, we're going to re-rank sex. But before that, we're going to take a break, come back, and rank a different item. Nice. Hey, guys, before we get back to the episode... Wait, wait, we're not back? Are we in the Cyber Shadow Realm again? No, we're in the Cyber Break Room. Anyway, I asked some of our previous guests to say where they'd re-rank sex. I figured we could use this break time really quick to hear what they had to say. I'm down with that. Jason and Dave, they're also nodding their heads in approval. They're stuffing their faces with cyber snacks so they can't talk right now. They're eating combos. Uh, cyber combos. Okay, first off, I'll read a message that our friend Matt Hawk from Space Cadet and the Explosion sent. Uh, you may remember he was in episode 35 with Dave Walsh. And he said, I wish I could do a Matt Hawk impression. Hi, this is Matt Hawk, and I think sex should go below the Jersey Shore and above Donald Duck. If my math is correct, which I'm sure it's not, this would move the Jersey Shore to the number eight position, putting it in the top 10 where it rightfully belongs. Now, Matt tried to pull a fast one on us here by uh, piggybacking Jersey Shore onto sex and hacking its way into the top 10. That's not gonna fly, Matt. But thanks for responding. We will take the note that uh, sex should be above Donald Duck into consideration. Now let's hear from some other previous guests before returning to the episode. Hey, every damn thing. Congratulations on your 50th episode. It's Christina M and I think sex belongs in the number one spot. Yes, and it's its ice cream sandwich is consistently good, and we know that's not always the case with sex. However, we would not have our beloved Dolly Parton without it. So let's move it on up the list. Hey guys, this is Sarah Walsh, and I would happily move sex up the list of everything. I would nestle it in close to Prince, because for me, the two go hand in hand. So while I wouldn't put it above Prince, I would put it just below Prince. And that is my final answer. So what are we going to rank next? I heard that Jason has one. I'm going to tell you that Chris Gaines walked so Zach Baggins can fly. Who's Zach Baggins? The guy from the ghost show. Which ghost show? The one that's like, come at me, oh, ghost. Oh, that guy. Oh, I got scratched. <laughs> Does he look like Chris Gaines? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. He fits that aesthetic of the Chris Gaines scene. So we're ranking Chris Gaines. Okay. Yeah. So Chris Gaines, he's the alter ego of Garth Brooks, right? So yeah. Garth Brooks was going to be in a movie at one point, and he was going to play uh, like a rock and roll guy. He's called The Lamb. Yeah. But the movie never was made, but right. he had made a lot of promotional stuff, including a whole album full of songs that were made from old demos. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe songs he had written. They or... were made specifically for 
that for that project persona. and it was all songs that maybe they could never be garth brooks songs and none of them were written by him oh but, they were all by someone else but oh, he, no shit. a lot of okay. his songs you know garth brooks i mean he wrote some songs but you know like he didn't write i got friends in low places right i think that he, he co-wrote that song as a side note my grandfather apparently knew the guy the story has it the guy that co-wrote friends in low places lives in lake county the sparsely oh. populated county next to mendocino county it was like him and his brothers would write songs okay anytime they would get any money for a song they would like spend it all so like they'd write a song get paid for it and like they would take their entire family down to san francisco and spend all the money on just watching movies until it was gone that's what this you is the story do. my grandpa told me this could be like from back in the 60s the 70s or whatever wait grandpa said that they spent all of the money they made on songwriting that's the way that he simplified it maybe they didn't you know write that many hits but they would write a song and as soon as they got the money they were like white trash rich they would spend it all and he like wrote friends like... in low places that's how the story it goes. would take him so long to spend that money at the movie theater true, true. Yeah. unless there were a family there so it's not just him it's him credit. and like three other people at the and movie you gotta theater. get popcorn you gotta get were like they paying dots? per kernel i mean yeah. that it would be yeah. impossible to <laughs> also, go to any movie theater and spend all that money <laughs> what kind of movie theater are we talking well that's now we're on to something unfortunately my grandpa passed away like 20 years ago, so there's absolutely no way to find out whether or not okay. this uh, effect. <laughs> well, then it's, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. We're talking about Chris Gaines here. So Chris Gaines yeah. is an alter ego, right? And yeah. it's like stuff that wouldn't have really fit as a Garth Brooks, but he had this itch in him that he wanted to make this other material. He wanted to be this other guy, if only briefly, yeah. if only on stage. Mm -hmm. And the guy's kind of like the visual look of him is like the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls. Yes. Yeah. That like that's kind of the guy he's based he on. He didn't right? have the Karen haircut though, the spiky in the back. But it's still like close enough. Yeah. Like visually, he reminds me quite a bit of Keith Urban, who's a much more contemporary right. country yes. star and who is from New Zealand. Chris Gaines, by the way, that character is supposed to be from Brisbane, Australia. When you say Keith Urban, you're talking about Mr. Nicole Kidman, right? That's right. That's, yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think it would hinder you as a, in the country world with your name is literally Urban. Yes. Yeah. That, that would like hinder your career because <laughs> yeah. people would be like, oh, we have this new record. It's by a guy who's named Urban. It's like, no, that's not for us. I think Chris Gaines. It's by C. Slicker. Chris Gaines looks more like Chris Angel Mind Freak. Right. Good call. And that's who I was going to use, you know, when I said Zach Baggins. I was going to say Chris Angel Mind Freak. Oh. Do you want to take another shot at it? I almost wonder if it's a poke at Keith Urban. That's a lot of people have speculated that. Okay. Keith Urban had actually met Garth Brooks before that. He yeah. was a session guitarist or something. You might be right, man. No, but he's denied it. But well, of course, it can't be true. As you would. I mean, it, that would be. It was also because of that movie, The Lamb. They were planning on making The Lamb and they released this album a year before it was supposed to come out. Like guerrilla marketing. Yes. And it killed the movie yeah it did but the, well, it but also the put him into the retirement. album was popular though it was successful in terms of how many copies it sold but not as successful as they planned for it to be to the point that like the stores way over ordered it had a lot of overstock and had to discount it uh, yeah, like to in comparison it. to the rest of his discography it was but but okay trisha yearwood that's her favorite Garth Brooks record. Yeah. And she's married to Garth yeah. Brooks now. Think about that. Like yeah, but someone that's who... what happens in marriages. <laughs> <laughs> she's just fucking with him i have a theory on why that's her favorite album it's because she knows that that's the real garth brooks well she was also a writer that's on a one of the person. songs oh uh, that makes sense if you look at the album artwork which if you need to borrow it i do have a physical copy of the cd okay cool garth brooks like had some creamy hammies in there his thighs cracked <laughs> walnuts and he wears he wears but tights it's the same thighs he has when he's wearing his wranglers no but this was like he got he like worked his shit out and uh, you can slap a fucking quarter off that hiney. Oh, I thought you were so going to say firm. you could throw darts at his ass. And I thought, hey, Jason, can weird. we just like, keep saying creamy hammies a few times? And do you want me to do it in ASMR? <laughs> yeah. Creamy <laughs> hammies. Oh, shit.
Do you have the artwork there that we could peruse from this Zoom? He does. Would you like me to go grab it? We'll tell the listener the name of the album is, it's a 1999 album. Um, The full title is Garth Brooks in The Life of Chris Gaines. Right. This is especially hard to find online. Like he had to buy the hard copy of the DVD or the CD. You can't, it doesn't stream. It's not on the YouTubes Uh, or the TikToks, which it might be soon. Up what I'm putting down, and I, I thought I, you were bluffing when you said you're gonna go get it. All right, so here, he here he is. Yeah, with his bangs. The wig and all. is absurd, by the way. He's got eyeliner, soul patch, eyeliner. I, I applaud it though. I was thinking about alter egos because you said that you were gonna talk about a guy with an alter let's ego. See, wait, let's see the creamy hammies real quick. Okay, so here's. We got to put these pictures on in the show notes. Yeah, we can. They'll be linked to the show notes. Wait, I got a question about Chris Gaines. What kind of music is it? Like, what's the genre? Is it like uh, Goo Goo Dolls okay, type so, stuff? Are you ready for this? Adult contemporary. Let's see. Look at how naughty this one is. Do you see those? Oh, holy shit. Oh, man. Chris. So this is not a visual medium, so I guess we should not focus too much on the album artwork. All right. Make sure to put a pillow over the boner that's about to happen. Wait, what's Look going at, on here? That's Chris Gaines. Is that his leg? Look at that. Tiny... Wow. He's in a plaster cast. No, he's not. It, he's tights. He's in tights. Whoa. Oh, I oh. thought that was a prosthetic la, la. leg. I think he's got... I, Jason, I'm sorry to tell you this. Uh, you know about how I told you how, how Beth told me that in the Wonder Woman TV show that her butt was padded? Nope, this I is something like this is real, Phil, and you will not ruin this illusion for me. <laughs> okay. So okay. this hair reminds okay. me of. Do you remember like when you were a kid and you would go down the hair care aisle with the dye? Oh yeah. And they'd have those little samples of hair. Yeah. The blue black hair dye. That's what this looks like, is the model from it. It's a lot of what's the Ben Stiller character. Yeah, it's a Zoolander. Zoolander guy. Oh, yeah. very much. So that must have got to be a wig, right? How dare you? I think it's his real hair. Really? Yeah. And I think the soul patch is also real. I feel like I, want, I don't want to disabuse you of all your notions. <laughs> but like, have you ever seen the guy without a hat on? Garth Brooks. Or Brett Michaels without a <laughs> The rumor has it that he has his hair is sewn into the bandana that he wears. Like Gallagher? Yeah. Really? So oh, wow. let's, talk, let's So there are a lot of alter egos. You see it a lot in music. And, and in entertainment in general and I guess that a lot of the reason is you already kind of have like a brand or you have an identity and then you want to write a book that is like in a different genre like Stephen King was writing these Bachman books although I don't understand that because if you read them they could have been written by Stephen King you know they, they're not really that much different but yeah. you can have a different voice if you're writing in a different character yeah. you, like Spice One switches into Red Gangster and that's when he talks right. in a yeah. patois right or you have Beyonce becomes Sasha Fierce I'm not really sure right. what she does different as Sasha Fierce or Eminem would talk, be Slim Shady the answer and he's to a, the Beyonce like, question was blow your mind you know Hank Williams also on the list is also known as Luke the Drifter. So it's like he uh, had yeah. more kind of gospel-oriented music. Yep, yep. That and was... Hank Williams Jr. is Bocephus. Who, I don't know the difference between yeah. the two of them, but yeah, I, I don't that's really... just a nickname. Yeah. Some of these, with Slim Shady, with some of these guys, are just... No, Slim Shady like is a different a, voice, a man. He switches into a different oh, really? voice to be Slim Shady. Oh, you're right. Okay. It's like Warren G and the G-Child. Or like David Bowie would be Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's course, probably the most successful version of it, where somebody very famous took an alter ego, wrote from it, or I guess it would be Sgt. Pepper, maybe. That would be another instance. That's on my list, too, yeah. Um, where they, they did, like, a concept album yeah. where they were this band. They were this band. Vicky Lawrence yeah. and Mama from Mama's Family. Anytime an actor plays a character, isn't that them in an alter ego? Like, Pee Wee Herman, who's on our list, right? Yeah. He lived Mark his life. By, by Jason. Yeah. 
And no, sometimes I don't think the actor, Rubens. the actor thing seems flimsy. I mean, Pee Wee Herman would go on TV as Pee Wee Herman. Well, he's different than just every time you act in a role, yeah. Yeah. you take on an alter ego. Right. It's more. There's I was Paul seeing Rubin. what I could get away with. I was seeing who was going to push back. I was going to keep pushing. I, lo- I love to push back. Egos. Paul Rubens yeah. has an alter ego. Oh, you know, that's yeah. one. But when he's playing the penguin's father, you know that that's not his alter ego. That's just a role. Then you think like air, which is on our list, like not the band, (laughs) but the air that you breathe. That's also called the sky. That's its alter ego. Like sometimes it's air that you breathe, and sometimes it's no, like no. Some, sometimes Wednesday it's blue. Too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> okay. Reel it far. back okay. in. All right. Okay. Uh, Phil, you do have a point that is this is more with musicians than with actors, I think. But actors all get veneers, and then they get a different name, right. so they don't. I think so a better you... comparison to Chris Gaines and like Pee Wee Herman uh-huh. is not the actor when they play a role in a movie, but the actor when they do an interview. Like lots of public figures they have to put on some sort of a front that's not quite them when portraying themselves to the public. Yeah, but the thing about an actor is no one is on board for the actor's ego in the first place. The whole expectation is that they're playing a character. Well, sometimes, like, if you go see a movie with Chris Tucker in it, you don't necessarily want him to disappear into the role. You want to see Chris Tucker because you saw his stand-up or something. Right, right? but he doesn't have any... George Clooney's in the movie. Sure, you want to see him disappear into the role a bit, but you you don't want it to disappear too much because it's George Clooney. A more recent person who's been recently in the headlines with stuff about this is uh, Paris Hilton. Like, she's recently said that, like, her persona was uh, made up. Or or Borat. (laughs) There's a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. You mentioned Clooney, but you didn't call him by his real name, Tang. Can we get that three times? Clun-tang, Clun-tang, Clun-tang. <laughs> okay, now Be careful ASMR. because then he shows up. We haven't talked about the songs. Did you guys get a chance to listen? I listened to a couple of them. Jason, I, I got to tell a couple. you, okay, not really my cup of tea. Get into it. I've been listening to it nonstop. There's a song, I think it's Unsigned Letter, where it's like he was channeling Bob Dylan, even though he didn't write it. It was written by Gordon Kennedy and Wayne Patrick. These could be alter egos. He samples the Youngblood song. In the song Right Now, Cheryl Wheeler was the other writer. That one's very relevant with the current climate. It's about right now. So it is about right now, but then, but it applies to now, now. Right now, then. Yeah. Okay, okay. That one's a favorite. And it, Chet okay. Powers is credited. These are all alter egos, I'm sure. Do you think people are too harsh on Chris Gaines? I do. Because they're yeah. like, who is this guy? He's trying to do something that isn't what he already does. So I hate it. Well, I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't listen to the whole album. I listened to some of it, but it seemed like what it was meant to sound like was already stuff that it's not my cup of tea, right? So Who would you say it's it's most like, Phil? The first thing was I listened to Lost in You, right? And one. then I listened to the cover that Childish Gambino, the alter ego of Donald Glover, did wow. recently, which is pretty good. And okay. I thought, well, the song, there's not really much to it. it. It sounds like Goo Goo Dolls or something to me. It's not for me. And if you like it, I, there's no accounting for taste. You know, if you like something, I'm not going to tell you it's not good. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. So it's hard for me to to see the point of the project because like there wasn't a shortage of this kind of music coming out back then. It's, it's music that doesn't need to exist. I think what Sorry, happens Jason. is that it, may, it makes focus, no sense that argument. You focus on the music, the album, <laughs> but you forget like, that it was created I, because I of the, the movie The Lamb, which... Also, yeah, but, like, but it doesn't exist. Well, I know, <laughs> but my theory exist. is why it flopped is that he was trying to lean into the religious aspect. Because if you like, he's the Lamb of God. Look a little below the surface. Like some of the writers on it are gospel writers and gospel uh, singers. Yeah, Wayne Kirkpatrick is a yeah. Christian writer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tony Sims oh. was a big contributor. The first banger that comes out is That's the Way I Remember It, which is. With the title of the Lamb, I mean, it's about like he's this rock star exactly. and he kind of finds Jesus yeah. and, he, and he has a change of the heart. Sacrificial but we lamb. can only speculate because the movie never came out. That's the most frustrating thing about it to me. That's why that's a great album because that movie lives in your head that it doesn't even exist. Mm, I love And you're this. writing it in your head and we're still talking about it all this time later well i mean but the four of us are it also sold yeah. two million copies right that's the part that shocks yeah. me so it is, shouldn't but, but those it, are, if those you are listen that it, to that song i just said or unsigned letter it would change your mind did the garth brooks record before it and the garth brooks record after you, got, you can't that's the reason why he couldn't do it as garth brooks you have to not think of it as a garth brooks record it's pretty much impossible for me to do that i like i listen like, to a couple of songs today and they're not comedy songs but i found myself laughing out loud during the songs listening to them and i guess it was because i kind of was thinking of them as garth brooks is it do you think it. it's like for you jake it's like you know when tom cruise was in that movie where he played a nazi he was like a nazi yeah. general Right. The problem was when he shows up on screen in the theaters, people would be laughing because they'd be yeah. like, it's Tom Cruise. What the hell? You it's know? hard to not go into this feeling like it's a spoof, you know, or some sort of like meta commentary on something, you know, like. But maybe like everything is meta commentary. So true. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you don't think that like Garth Brooks has a cowboy hat on when he gets out of bed in the morning, you know, like he. Because he didn't come up. Yeah, he's like a rock and roll dude. He loves yeah, he was kind stuff. of a rock yeah. and roll guy. I listened to So the songs I listened to was Way of the Girl. It's a real sort of rock funky song with synth strings to me that sounded like a cross between van hagar and prince like in sort of mixing r&b and rockiness reminiscent of free your mind by en vogue to me oh it's got a cool now you got my attention now i'm into it <laughs> yeah which is kind of a silly song as well but uh, it seems sort of normal coming from en vogue the other song i listened to was drifting away which also was sort of r&b to me it sounded like a boys to men song but i could also see it easily be a pop country song if you just put a little twang on it and sing in less falsetto yeah, yeah. You want to answer um, your question about uh, the albums before and after. So Sevens came out before and it went diamond, 10 times platinum. It was number one on the country charts and number one on the U.S. charts. Yeah, And then yeah. The Life of Chris I mean, Gaines came out and it was it landed at number two on the U.S. charts. Period. It eventually made it there. And it went two yeah, times that's platinum. That's just like Garth fans like, buying a side and seeing. Right. I'm one of them. Dave, you're a musician. Do you ever think, oh, I gotta have an alter ego, or is this an alter ego? Or you start a different band with somebody yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, you're, it wouldn't really fit your current project. Not necessarily that you want to have a change of costume and change your name, but maybe that too. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It, it's definitely crossed yeah. my mind. I mean, I think that well, maybe to my own detriment, like I, I've opted to just put those songs out. Oh yeah, and yeah. to some degree, it's like, well, here's the totality of what I want to do, even if it isn't like quote unquote on brand. But yeah. I mean, I say that and then I have tons of songs I haven't put out for various reasons. Either they don't fit that cycle of songs or they are too left to center. I have tons of like punk rock and like sleazy blues rock songs that I finished and liked. But I'm like, ah, I don't know that this is going to like work in the market or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's an appealing idea, but it takes so much work to write songs, go in and record them. And then promote them and tour on them. I can't imagine after 18 months or 12 months or six months even of doing the Chris Gaines project that he was like pumped on it still, especially if commercially it was <laughs> oh, rejected. Yeah. You know, I think it's yeah. a cool idea, but I bet you once the movie caved in, I mean, there's a reason that you can't stream it and all, which actually makes it more appealing to yeah. fans. Like that's why Jason's yeah, yeah, so pumped yeah. on it. So I think it's really cool. <laughs> 
But, you know, like my one of my favorite songwriters uh, is Paul Westerberg, and he had an alter ego named Grandpa Boy. And this was him doing like <clears throat> recordings in his in his basement, like really sleazy, like recorded without much care or time. You know, just yeah. him with like a, a riff and like a half-baked vocal idea. I love those records. But I get that, you know, after having made all those replacements records and then a couple of his own solo records that were more acoustic and more deliberate and all that stuff, Grandpa Boy was probably not as palatable to the people that were listening, I guess. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they, they expect a certain thing or just kind of like you want to keep things separate. I, that makes sense to me that you want to be like, this is a different vibe. Like, I yeah, want to give this it's a almost a name. favor to the listener yeah. because yes. or, or to the fan because the fan gets to be decide whether or not they need to buy in. And if they don't want to buy in, they don't have to. Or And if they do, they can still compartmentalize it in their own well, way. Well, I think it really gets into this weird realm in music where we put so much emphasis on the creator of music. It's so mm. much more... I mean, even in the last couple of years where we found out all these terrible things about various movie directors and all that, there's still this... Well, I might want to see the new movie by fill in the blank director or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. whereas with music, it is kind of over. Once yeah. the truth gets out about yeah. fill in the blank artists, people are like, Man, I trusted that person and I believed in them and maybe the best musically performing the last century nobody can, like a lot of people can't even listen to his i'm talking about michael yeah. jackson like he can't even yeah. whereas with like, actors yeah. and directors i mean there's just not as much people don't hang as much baggage on them in terms of like having that personal connection to the art that they make and i think that's yeah, a testament to, to the, emotional yeah that's it's the like, testament to the way music is received yeah. and the way it's performed and all that stuff but i do think that it's tricky when you do this kind of work because you're faced with these issues of like, well, what's my brand? Which is like, even saying it out loud in a public place right here makes me kind of yeah. shiver because it's <laughs> gross. Friends, right? But like, yeah. we have friends yeah, now. Yeah, and like, yeah. Jake, you and I are 40 plus, and we have friends who have been doing their thing for 20 years successfully. Like, in yeah. particular, yeah. you know, you work for some of the biggest bands in the rock yeah. industry. And many or most of those have had side projects, side and, projects, and or like separate, egos separate bands. Right. Yep. Because. Yep. The fan gets attached to a certain experience. It's typically when they see the artist at a really pivotal time in the artist development, you know, when they're on the climb. And so you associate Jimmy World or uh, Kiss or Jay-Z or whatever with that one particular thing. Well, those people go on to live lives and, and hopefully are inspired by all kinds of different things. And so it becomes tricky to stay that person. I mean, it would be... It's why you go see your yeah. favorite artist and you're like, well, all they did was play new stuff. Like, well, they've played the hit over <laughs> yeah. and over and over. And they always and play new stuff. It's just that it, yeah. it was 20 years ago right. at the time. Exactly. So, yeah. so I think all yeah. that becomes really difficult. And so that's why I think of the Chris Gaines thing is like, oh, this is super interesting that he was so compelled to do this. It was so not successful by comparison to his other output. And then also just that they've gone to such great lengths to keep it under wraps. That part of it is what's the most compelling to me. Is that rare? Like what other records are like not, can you not get? I know there's an R. Kelly Jay-Z collaboration where they made an album together. Sharon and Greg Allman's Almond and Woman album. Right, right. Uh, all right. And all those are probably for obvious, like they don't want the association. Like... Greg yeah, Allman yeah. and Cher had a nasty relationship, and obviously nobody wants any R. Kelly association yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. But like in this, this is the rare instance where 
you sense an embarrassment from Garth because, yeah. like, I mean, you have to go to great lengths to scrub YouTube. There's an intern at the legal team for whatever his record label is who has to be on YouTube all the time or running the automated check looking for his right. game. I mean, and think about that. He's got nothing to lose by having that out in the world. No. You know, even some friends about, you know, I mean, Bad Religion has this one record, Into the Unknown, that they made when they were super young and there's pianos and all this like stuff that's nothing yeah. like Bad Religion. And I don't think you can find it. Fans always call it out. Oh, are you going to play anything from this? This happens, you know, with Neil Young and all these artists have like places where they sort of took a left turn and it was quote unquote a disaster. But over time, some of those records people really fall in love with because it's a scarcity thing or because it's a weird uh, approach. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the look at Jason. The wasn't ready for it. Taste change. Or people weren't also, ready for it. there's a lot of people too. It's like everything's going to be somebody's favorite. Back to right? Garth scrubbing it out. Mm -hmm. He did that with SNL. You can't even watch that. Oh, I love, see, I love this. I was actually thinking about what you were just describing today, the power of the dollar. Like he has gone to extreme lengths to just I wonder if there's somebody associated on. with this project who would get paid from it that he's doing it out of spite. Like maybe oh, that's like a Star Wars out. thing. Yeah. But that would be, yeah, I guess exactly. you, you can't put anything past anyone. But I yeah. would... He doesn't seem like a spiteful... I mean, I don't know. He seems like a generally good kind of person. Well, but he showed up in boots and ruined the high-class affair, man. What are you talking it about? It seems to me like something he artistically regrets and doesn't want out there. Because otherwise, we yeah. would have heard... If there was some kind of yeah, sordid yeah. thing, we probably would have at least caught a whiff of it. Whereas this is like, it happened, and now everybody pretends it didn't happen on the team. Yeah. Except for yeah. the... The, yeah, the, yeah. the wife is an interesting art uh, angle, though. Trisha Yearwood. Yeah. Where is she quoted as saying this is her favorite? I saw it when I was looking and like, trying to learn about Chris Gaines, and apparently she said... This could be her poking at her husband, though. This could be yeah, like an yeah, offhanded... Yeah. Like, I like the Chris Gaines record. Ha ha. And he's, yeah. <laughs> you know, or what? Like, it could be that kind of thing because maybe she knows how much it galls him. I don't know. I'm sort of yeah, making it yeah. up as I go, but I can't imagine that it's not streaming and not on YouTube. That takes work. Yeah. Well, I found one song that was on YouTube, but I don't know how long it's been on there or anything. Just know? Googling it, but, it says that Trisha Yearwood is a staunch Chris Gaines defender. Well, it's so, probably like she wants him to put the wig on. Like, you know, she's into it. She wants him to do I don't know if it's considered woman. cosplay. Oh, maybe Chris Gaines has an inch or two on guard. Yeah, she, she misses yeah. those tights. <laughs> hey, one other thing yeah. that it could be, and this would be the greatest, is if it's the long game, wherein he has them scrub oh, it and she makes these comments and it's all part of the idea to build up the Chris oh, Gaines thing. The return of Chris Gaines. Yeah, there was because, rumors that oh, he is finally coming around to it and the oh, idea that... It, Oh, a long game. That's cool. Yeah. You're a long game. You're onto something. I think I'm yeah. ready to rank. Chris yeah, Haynes. I think we should get to the list because yeah. we got other stuff to do. We in got this a big topic here. ahead of us. Yeah. So we did mention Pee Wee. Now Pee Wee's an alter ego. All the way up at seven, he's an alter ego. I think I don't think Chris Gaines should go as high as Pee Wee. No. I agree. There's another one in here. The character Cinderella, fictional character who is kind of an alter ego. At least like there's an alter ego aspect to oh, that. Oh, because her name's Ella, but they call her Cinderella. Yeah, and she becomes something she has... that she isn't. Where's that? That's all the way down at 132. So oh, it's pretty low. Oh, that's an interesting one, Jake. It's one person who becomes a like different kind of person. Like the midnight who... on Chris Gaines. Yeah. 43 bricks is what I'm looking at. Is that too high for y'all? Yeah. Well, what's the reason? For me, yeah. But go ahead. See if you can qualify it. So <laughs> I would rather have a Chris Gaines CD thrown at me than a brick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you were going to build a house, would you rather build a house out of a bunch of Chris Gaines CDs? Could you imagine? Sales would skyrocket for that album. <laughs> yeah. We would be sure to get a Chris Gaines follow-up. 
and the if land will probably land get made. Build, you could probably get enough to build a house out of. That would be pretty amazing. Somewhere. Let's that's... take a look at number 83, Tulsa Time. Okay, so oh. Tulsa Time's a song. Tulsa Time? Uh, Cheech and Chong at 82, which is right above it, is more for me to judge him against because those are both alter egos. They're actually quite similar because... Like Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong aren't the characters that they Aren't quite play. the same characters that they portray in movies and would frequently portray like outside of the movies. Um, I'm a fan of Cheech and Chong, so to me, Chris Gaines would go below... Oh, I don't uh, think Cheech he's anywhere... As good as Bell Biv DeVoe at 94. 94, yeah. I don't think no, he's as no. good as Spaceballs the movie. Oh, I'm not a Spaceballs fan. So that's <laughs> where either. we're, we're Well, saying. I'm not a fan Where's... either, but I had a couple yeah. chuckles. Chris Gaines is an interesting thing, but I mean, you also have to judge the actual record and the actual songs. And, which, yeah, but also yeah. consider the future. The world isn't ready for Chris Gaines still. But at 10 that, years yeah, from now, like, maybe the world never will be. <laughs> it's been 20. There could be a whole. Never but be. Jason, I live in the world. I have pedestrian taste. There tastes. could be a whole religion gonna... based on Chris Gaines' persona. But there could be a religion based on Spaceballs. Could be. Yeah. I think when but you take the that. whole thing, the look, the you sound. Look at those thighs and them tights. I mean, that, see, that does move him up a few, but <laughs> I think he's down by, like, Barry Bonds. Oh, wow. That's, Barry that's Bonds so... is a flawed person, but a tremendous home run. I, I also don't way... want to throw baloney on Barry Bonds' tight buns. Uh, are you sure? I, I bet you'd walk that back if given <laughs> yeah, the chance. You haven't seen Barry Bonds with that same outfit on, so. Yeah. Barry Bonds lost a lot of weight. I've seen him in bike shorts recently because um, Barry Bonds was cycling out in the Rockies. Someone saw him. He's like yeah. a slender guy now. You see him at like what probably is his natural weight. It, it looks a lot different than when he was hitting those home runs. So yeah. Barry Bonds is down at 129. Chris Gaines, I've got, I mean, I really. I feel like Barry Bonds is bad and the look is bad, but the concept I'm, is good. I'm pretty into it. Although it takes yeah. away from it that it's that movie character. I, I that, that movie thing takes away from it. If it was just a concept by itself without it trying to tie into like promoting a movie about a guy that finds Christ. Like, <laughs> well, we don't know that's what it's about. It might be about a shepherd. Literally. I think it's he's a sacrificial lamb and he lost himself to fame and rock and roll and drugs. Yeah. And... The movie thing could be a red herring too. Maybe the movie yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. was We have just... to take what we know about it only. Barry Bonds. That's the last one we sort of looked at. We looked at Cinderella and we looked at Barry Bonds. They're close to one another. Okay. I see him being worse than The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Well, The Last Starfighter is again a good concept that not executed right. that one. Well, Hear me out. That's yeah. a really good point, Phil. Triscuits, number 115. A delicious plain <laughs> cracker. A little too high though. There's Chris things Gaines. below it that deserve to be above Chris Gaines. Yeah, I think that gravity is pulling him down. Yeah. I think this last Starfighter is closer. So above that, we at 140, we have Bill and Ted Face the Music, a Bill and Ted movie, which I quite enjoyed. I'd rather watch that than listen to any Chris Gaines song. I think he Chris Gaines is the crushed ice of alter egos. <laughs> crushed ice, 143. I'm fine yeah. with putting him right, I would say below crushed ice. No, not below, but... Okay, so below Last Starfighter? I think so. That works for me. What about you, Jason? It works. Uh, okay. We're not ranking just his thighs or his tight hiney. Yeah. yeah. Right. If we rank those, of course, they go much higher. Looking I will say, you, like, just for the record, if we were ranking Garth Brooks, I would put him much higher. Of course. Be in the top half oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Chris Gaines goes in at 143, uh, moving Crushed Ice to 144. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and re-rank sex. Yeah. Hey there, every damn thing fam. This is Tiffa from Intermission Podcast, and I think sex should be re-ranked below interspecies animal friends and above Clement Street. Because sex not only counts as exercise, but it relieves stress, lowers blood pressure, and is a fun activity that can be done alone or with a friend. Also, I feel like it makes more sense to nestle it closely to Prince and Dolly. Thanks, gang, and happy 50th episode, Jake and Phil. Good luck with the re-rank. Hey, everybody. Andy Grinelli here from The Distillers and Seized Up. I would rank sex above Bruce Springsteen. 
but below Weird Al Yankovic, because we all know Weird Al equals sex. Thank you. Hey, Allie McLaughlin here, wife of Jake and lover of sex. I don't really care where sex ranks, as long as I get a few sweet moments of Jake and Phil awkwardly trying to rank sex. That being said, anywhere in the top five will do. Sorry, Cher. You're probably immaculate conception anyway. Okay, now we're back. As we've heard from some previous guests that have been on the show, a lot of people think that uh, sex, um, which we're going to re-rank now, should be pretty high. I mean, it... Some people might think it's too high already, though. Where Where is it? It's no longer on the list. We took it off uh, when we went to the... Uh... It was too high. Okay, you know, it past. was around 15. Yeah. Well, how did you guys get it at 15? I'd like to know the process so, that got it there. I'll explain it everything. Before we get there, okay. I wanted to frame it a little bit more. Uh, Beth and Irini, who were guests on our last episode, we asked them at the end of the last episode what they thought. Beth thought that it should be below air and above the Golden Gate Bridge, which that would put it right now at number 11. Uh, Irini thought it should be number one, or if we weren't able to make it number one, she thought tied with Prince, who is at number four now. There's no ties in the list of everything, so um, yeah, that, can't happen. that wouldn't really work. And there was some conversation on Instagram. For example, Tiffany M. commented on Instagram that she thought Donald Duck should definitely come after most of what's on the list, but specifically sex. Donald she Duck is really sexy Phil. character, though. I like, don't think so. I don't think he's sexier than he Howard walks. the Duck. To answer your question, Dave, when it was ranked, we did it during a family-friendly episode, our first family-friendly episode. Oh, you put a fast one on me. That's what it was. Each of us had a couple of topics that the other one didn't know about. Um, this had been submitted by Victor. Okay, this was episode 11, and I kind of sprung it on Phil. And so I was trying to talk in a family-friendly way about sex. Yeah. And then I ended up talking in a sex-negative way, kink-shaming and all that, you know. So <laughs> I, I made a mental note not to do that so much. And you made a post-it but, note. But I got post-it notes on my wall for how to act right. Yeah. And him trying to frame it in a way that... I don't think it was especially low. Like, anything in the top 20 of our list is a pretty fantastic thing. Yeah. And I sense this was so, Phil's doing. <laughs> oh, you think I got a little stinker energy? Uh, no, I don't know if it's little. St I just know Jake loves sex. He's a very sexy man. He oh, loves it. I, and if he were I'm, posed I'm, with the sex question, he would have put it higher. I, and and Phil, I don't know you uh, as well as I know Jake, but I okay, I have I heard you, you. Uh, every time the no, sex no, thing I'm comes up. I'm a sex up, man. Oh, you're I gotta a sex be honest man. with you. Go ahead. I'm a sex guy and I'm a pervo. You know, <laughs> I'm crazy about the sex and it's, I think it's great. Between you and me and anyone listening to this. Okay, but 15. I mean, well, it wasn't 15 at the time. It was there weren't as many ahead of it. Yeah, this and was filled in since then a little bit. Let me so, just yeah. have some arguments. So I've nominated myself to play Sex Grinch. This is your alter ego. <laughs> yeah. Tell the listener what happens when sex gets ranked lower. Oh, you know, my dong grows three sizes larger <laughs> like the Grinch. Like somebody has to make the good faith argument for not having sex be number one, right? Okay. Like we have to be fair and balanced about this, right? Uh, over the course of the podcast, it's come up quite a bit and you've made a good argument a number of times. Here's the thing. Sex, it can often be predictable or disappointing. There is a poll. I found results of a poll. 50% of all people are disappointed and unhappy with the sex they're having. Now, not the amount of sex they have. It's not that they don't have enough sex or they have too much sex. The problem is they're unhappy with the activity. It's not making them happy, right? Do half the people go into a Prince concert, come out of the Prince concert and say, you know what, I was disappointed. Or, you know, half the people that go to Dollywood going home disappointed. My counter to that argument would simply be that's the current sex they're having, not the idea of sex in general and not their first times or their best times at having sex. If you over and over went to Dollywood, you happened to attend maybe when there was a Trump yeah. rally or perhaps you were there yeah, when yeah. it was raining. I don't know. In any case, over and over going to Dollywood, I'd get tired but of it. 
But if you ask the visitors at Dollywood uh, on their way out of the park, if half the people who just finished having sex, they put a microphone in their face and they're like, what do you think? And they're like, if I can be honest with you, uh, you know, Those are so, two so. very and separate people... things. And you also think of the ratio of, to Dave's point, how much That's you're right. having sex compared to how much you're going to Dollywood. How much... That's a good point. Or seeing Prince and performing. You're looking for You know how like if you go on vacation, they say the more you look forward to going on vacation, the better you're going to enjoy your vacation. So if you're going to Dollywood, you're going to tell yourself you liked it, even if it wasn't because you you flew all the way to Tennessee. A lot of sex and a lot of the best things about sex is about anticipation. Yes. And so like that's what I was going to. Time is a flat circle. So like we shouldn't necessarily judge it on how people feel after it more than how people feel before it. To me, maybe the best thing about it is when you realize it's going to happen. For me. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like, hey, you know what could happen tonight? Having that realization, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is a real thing that's going to happen to me. And I'm just me. Like, like, did I win the lottery or something? <laughs> that is pretty exciting. And the actual yeah. act, who knows? You know, who could say? Yeah. But the anticipation of something. Like, the best part of Christmas isn't opening the presents. Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, But I was looking up, like, what are people that are against sex in general? What are their real arguments that they made? I went to a Reddit slash r slash anti-sex. And these people are, they're called volcells. You heard about incels? Yeah, they're involuntarily. These are voluntarily celibate people. Yeah. They're angry about sex and they don't like that. There's so much sex in the media and that everything is about sex all the time. And they say things like, here's a quote from there. Sex is a degrading act. It makes people behave, act and speak in a very stupid and demeaning way in order to get a simple <laughs> orgasm. Also, it will make you lose any self-respect and self-worth or respect for the person you're doing it with. And just the idea of showing off your naked body and rubbing it to another person is just so <laughs> primitive and degrading. And I guess they're right in a way. Like, <laughs> But those are right in that that's how they feel. Like, Yeah, I mean, for I them. Mean, if I felt that way, I guess I would be right that that was how I felt for me. But Yeah. Oh, and then I was thinking about when I was young, a friend of mine had sex for the first time before I did. So I asked him what it was like. Uh, it's our friend Victor. I don't know. You might want to cut out his name. Oh, yeah. But he's, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. That's why I was thinking about him. And I was like, yeah, what was it like, man? And he said it was kind of gross. It was like a stuffed animals do. Like a dog throwing up or something. Or like, it was just like a physical thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, cool, man. But I've met Victor's child and he's a great child and he's a product of sex. Oh, that's a good. But then, okay. That's the other thing. I'm assuming. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about people who were created by sex, right? Right. But. What about bad people who are created by sex? Like, I, or or like, there's obviously bad sex acts. There's violence. There's all that other. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. there's there's like creeps. The argument was made many times when sex to defend up. sex being relatively low is like, like for example, um, recently we we're talking about sandwiches, and uh, you know he said, you know, what if somebody had to knock on your door and said, hey, I just moved in next door, and I have to let you know that I'm a sandwich criminal, versus if someone knocked on your door and I said, like, hey, I have to let you know I'm a sex. They're criminal. gonna let you know ahead of time that they're a loud sandwich maker. <laughs> just let you know I'm moving <laughs> exactly. next door. I make these sandwiches pretty loud. I slap a tomato. <laughs> On. I have to slap that bologna on Chris Gaines' ass before I put it on that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, not even counting that, that there's, like, the negative side. There could be unwanted sex. Of course, there can be yeah. – people can regret it. Of course, you can also regret sandwiches that you've eaten or – regret going to a Prince concert. Although I don't know anyone who ever went to a Prince. I've been disappointed by a Prince concert. Wait, you were disappointed by a Prince concert? Well, yeah, kind of, because A, I had terrible tickets, and B, um, he did way too many new songs. (laughs) Oh, and now that takes it back. (laughs) Uh, God damn it, Jake. Uh, I will say that anti-sex talk, they made one argument, which was you do sometimes say dumb things during sex like you try to say cool stuff i love you yeah i love you <laughs> you know that's because you fucking with the ace you know yes i bleached monica yeah. i mean cindy yeah <laughs> 
And for better or for worse, it is animal. It's an animal act. But we don't have other animal acts on the list, I don't think. We don't have eating or shitting or crying or pulling your loose tooth or getting popcorn unstuck from your teeth. I don't know if we have acts yeah. on the list. That's a good point. I can't think of I anything. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of other stuff on there. They're like biological things, right? Like uh, yeah, right. experience, you know, being out of breath and uh, I don't you know, know it's just... on there, which is kind of an act. Well, there's self-promotion, which you've said is like similar to sex. That's an idea. That's and this counts masturbation. Are we saying it does? Or does like with yourself, I think it does. I think so. Masturbation yeah. counts, yeah. Would it get its own category if enough? Theoretically, on the list of everything, okay, every type of act of sex has its own. Uh, yeah, but I think that well. like when we say sex now, it's we're counting masturbation. Yeah, yeah. it's a general category. Like a term for all sex, sex yeah. acts. Yeah. And sex acts and, um, yeah, things around sex. Yeah, yeah I guess so. that's the thing is the definition could be pretty loose. It is loose, so to speak. Yeah. So it's cool, but also like anything is cool if you wear a Zorro mask while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. That's another argument is like it's cool because of some of the stuff around it. Mm. And I'm saying like you, you meet somebody and you're like, hey, let's eat an It's It together, right? Like yeah. that can be a pretty intimate thing. Seeing the It's It there at number five, that one I say, no way. I think I think you got to go above it. You're not from California, so it's a different thing for you. I think it'd be like imagine <laughs> it's a tasty cake or, or something like that. Well, I, right, well, I'm imagining any treat in it's space. A, it's five. some treat, man. And like no, it really I've, is I've had it, treat. but I'm not trading that for sex. I think Dolly Parton and interspecies animal friends. Those two things. And if the well, yeah. option was there's no more sex, but you can still have Dolly Parton and interspecies animal friends, we'd all say. Okay. Whereas yeah. after that, you have the rest of the list, Clement Street, etc. You just also and, highlight that shares too far below on the list because she should be. I you could have species animal friends, except that the species, if there was no sex, would it be like single cell. No, creatures. I know, but that that argument, yeah. if we take that, then sex has to be number one, which I don't think it should be. Yeah, but yeah. like in Dave's scenario, say that we take the world as it is today, and like say like from here going forward, sex is. Is d- deleted, um, right? The thing is about yeah, yeah. is Prince. Like maybe Prince, Prince should like, be higher than all sex. people on the list. Prince and Donald Duck, of course. But back to I Dave's mean, point, though. <laughs> Prince is gone. So if yep. sex is deleted, we still have Prince. That's right. You have the Prince catalog. We do, and we're not going to get yeah. any more. The Prince catalog couldn't Prince exist isn't already without. No, yeah, I think I mean, we have yeah, to get rid of that argument because nothing would exist without sex. Right. Well, air would exist. Based on that argument, air should be higher. I don't I'm not yeah. that much in favor of that argument. Oh, because it's a precondition for all the other right. things. Precondition argument is, yeah. is not a great one. That argument yeah. works sometimes, but not this episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you like to select when you use that one. Uh, when 50s yeah. involved, know. it just doesn't work. It's a rule. I just, you know, I'm trying to make a counter argument for like, look, I'm not the school marm. I'm not the one. I've heard about kink shaming from you. You got sex down there at 15. (laughs) I have a history. Views on pee. I mean, you got the spargo problem. Yeah, my views on pee is that asparagus (laughs) pee doesn't smell much worse than regular pee. I don't don't know. I don't. I think think everything you've sort of told us without telling us indicates (laughs) school marm. Yeah, I'm, I'm always scolding. You're stuffy. You're kind of puritanical. Okay, Phil, we're running pretty long here. I think it's time to take away your sex grant school marm alter ego. Oh, and reveal the true self. And you can rank it as yourself. The maniac. Are you guys ready to go to the list and rank it? Yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Dave, I'm not against where you're and what a lot of listeners and, and previous guests have said, putting it around one or two. I, I kind of I have trouble putting it above Prince, but I think Dave's argument is really strong um, for putting it, sounds to me, at number three. Oh, I think number two is perfect because even when Dolly is gone we're going to continue to get new dolly music because she's laid down her voice to indefinitely record new music 
So if Dave wanted to say, I'm going to have Dolly Parton sing these lyrics on my song after she's gone, he can plug in those lyrics and it would be Dolly singing them, even though Dolly's oh, gone. Hey, Jason, do you think that Dolly's persona is strangely unsexy though? She's everything. Like, no, it's sexy like, no, and unsexy at the same yep. time. That is yeah, the magic yeah, of Dolly. Yeah, That's point. why Dolly's that number one. The like, there's a weird chastity to Dolly. Which makes her more appealing. It's kind of weird how that works. She's a master. She is the master yeah. of it all. So, Phil, so what are you saying? Like, we're you floating here around... I, I kind of thought that Sarah's argument that it should go around Prince. Like, either right above or right below Prince. Uh... And that, that kind of makes sense. So, it, like, so if we split the difference... Between what Jason said, uh, above interspecies animal friends, and what you say above Prince, that puts it above Clement Street, where me and Dave are talking about. I think it's got to go there. Well, you're the one that has to walk down Clement Street and tell all all your wives, all y'all's wives, you're going to have to, number two at least. No, 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 no. Because our wives love pets. And interspecies animal friends, well, I guess the interspecies animals can have sex, but um, they just can't procreate. You could have that. uh, Well, I don't know. It's about platonic. Yeah, they could be interspecies animal friends (laughs) with benefits. (laughs) Anyways. I think, I don't know. So are we split here? Like, what do we... Uh, I am firm uh, on number two. There's four of us. Jason said on number two. And, but, and, and Dave? I say I, it's got to go down at number three. Three. And how do you, what do you what say you, Phil? I would I want to say um, the new number five or, okay. or the four or five. Mm. So it sounds like number three has two votes. Number two has one vote. And, and I'm going to say, so Phil, you've never now? had sex with an idiot and it shows. <laughs> if we come to impasse then we have to res- uh, go to democracy so i think that uh number three is where it lands all right let's do it i love okay. this list is so much better now damn liberal agenda <laughs> we didn't even talk about gay sex well now we've already ranked it we could come back to it or somebody could submit gay sex well to it's the, part uh, of the sexy idea yeah of course yeah, but it's part that... of sex but it's also a subcategory and it, but we it didn't is even on the discuss it we, we weren't yeah. trying to railroad you and, and leave it out man. we don't have we time to, to, on this episode well maybe he's gonna say something that'll well, make you go up or down the list we've already ranked it it's already been ranked permission granted sex has been re-ranked it's moved to number three it's moved Moving uh, Clement Street in San Francisco to number four. I do want to say, so there was one that came very close to getting re-ranked as well. It almost beat sex out when we did the poll that um, allowed us to figure out that it was sex that needed to be re-ranked. And that was coffee. Maybe somewhere down the line, maybe another 50 episodes from now, we could figure out, go through the incredible effort to um, unrank and re-rank that. What are the ones that are so poorly ranked that you think, Dave? I know there were a couple that that you had a problem with. We could save that for 50 episodes from now. (laughs) Yeah, I well, and I'm, 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 I'm let me just before we get into that, I'm gonna say I think you guys need to do this every 25. Well, we, we can see where the we demand take something was. out of our soul every time we go into the dark maybe room. A, man. Maybe a mini Listen, episode. This is you're an entertainer, you're in the entertainment business, and this is what we're demanding. We, the people, I, I agree with you. We have to address them, but if we can't, we don't want to address them every other show. That's right? every two dozen, two dozen shows, and you're uh, doing yeah, two that things at a time. That's that's a two dozen makes it is a Dave, good. See marker. what happens yeah, when you introduce we'll see, democracy we'll into a podcast. <laughs> Maybe in 25 episodes, we'll see. We don't even know if it's possible. That the laws of physics will allow it yeah, to happen. You're so right, we've got you're to right. we've got to do it's the research first. We got to look into that. That's a good point. Uh, so uh, we've wrapped it up. We've got um, uh, 170 yeah. items on the list now. We've got 50 episodes in the can. It, it took so a to toll speak. on me. <laughs> and uh, we want to um, thank our guests for coming here. Dave, do you want to say anything about where you are on social media online? Oh, yeah. We can it's Haas Dave at Twitter. And then on, on Instagram, it's Dave Haas. And that's H-A-U-S-E. I'm on Facebook. We'll provide links in the show notes for everybody. And, and Jason, let, can you na- say the name of your TikTok where you have in uh, your Oh, yeah. TikTok? Same as my Instagram. It's Rehog. 
R E H O G. Nice. And he promises not to put any content on it. I it? made no such promises. Once Cher gives me okay. the green light <laughs> to do my own content, I will be on there flossing like crazy. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I'd have to get my TikTok. Jason, is it like North Korea where like she has to tell you that it's okay? Yeah, to I mean, do these I haven't things? been to North Korea, but I imagine that is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Phil. Let's uh, let's wrap yeah. it up. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. So go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like to add to the list of everything or you have anything else to say to us, you want to complain about the re-ranking of sex, anything like that, email us at list at everydamthing.net. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Um, if you enjoyed the show, rate and review it on whatever platform you listen to it on. If you send us a screenshot of a five-star review, um, and tell us what submission you would like bumped to the top of the submissions queue. Um, send that to uh, net. The best way to support the show is to tell your friends about it, recommend it to somebody. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Thank for you coming. for listening. Dave, great to see you. Great to see you and, guys. Uh, ranks for everything. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ranks, but no ranks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for the memories. Go.